Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hello, and welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh, and today we're going to be surfing the weather. And we haven't done this in many, many years, but it's time to bring it back. So we get to surf the waves where weather changes can be used to move energy around your space. It can be used to heal or create something new. And this sounds kind of interesting. (laughs) And maybe like you don't want to do it from just listening to my words. But once we get into meditation, it will actually feel a lot better and less scary. Uh, There is a lot of fear that sort of uh, happens when people start talking about the weather, whether it's a bright sunny day or it's going to be raining. And then there's all the other weather incidences and surf reports and things get kind of out of hand. Uh, At this moment, um, there's lots of giant waves up here in Northern California, and that means different things to different folks. Um, For some surfers, it becomes maverick waves and they're all excited about it. And for others, it means that um, there's coastal erosion stuff that happens and it can get kind of scary. So that's just an example. The other thing is I am uh, on a fault line. (laughs) I do live in earthquake country and uh, earthquakes aren't funny at all. Uh, They're pretty scary, scary to me. I try to work with that energy all the time and I'm still trying. So it's not like I have all of this weather stuff figured out. But what I have noticed is that in meditation, you can get to a place where you can reset the energy of how you respond to the weather into present time. And outside of meditation, my words might sound a little heavy, um, but over the last few years, there have been weather aspects that have led to a lot of destruction for folks, um, friends and family that you know. But instead of the fear and not liking the weather on any day uh, or whatever the weather's doing, today we're going to make friends with all of it. And that sounds like an oversimplification, but in meditation, it's a lot, lot easier. So in the future, you can hear about a weather event and use it for your own energetic purposes. And that also sounds weird. That sounds opportunistic, but that's the whole point of energy. It's to use it. (laughs) And so me in an earthquake looks like me standing and watching all that earthquake energy just roll around and then that's it. I just observed and did nothing. So I'm trying to get out of that. And um, if we're going to make friends with all of it, how would I use that earthquake energy for something going on with me personally? How would I use it? It's all part of the earth, uh, but we forget that. So sometimes the reactions we have to the weather is from the past, this particular life in our past, uh, and other times it's from past lives. Uh, So today we're going to bring this energy into present time. Uh, If we think of the weather as an expression of the earth and that it's part of the earth 
or what the earth's doing, and it's not separate, then something else begins to happen. So you can use the weather energetically to move it around your space. We can be releasing energy. We could be building up energy. And in times of what looks like the weather crisis or the weather thing happening in front of you, you can be using the weather energetically on yourself. And like I say, it sounds opportunistic, but that's why I've said it twice. (laughs) It's because we're supposed to be using energy and doing something with it, having a good time with it. And most of the time we just stop and we look, we observe, and then we just let it go on by, (laughs) which that's okay, but we can reset the whole space. So we could be using wind to blow away recurring arguments or recurring habits. We could be using rain to reset an energy entirely. So you wake up and start fresh with some new project. You can be using volcanic eruptions to release or to generate an energy to get something done, completed. That energy of cyclones or hurricanes or typhoons, even a tornado, that energy could be used to reformulate something. There's those pieces of energy we all have where uh, we got so close to getting something to happen, but it didn't quite come to fruition. And so it's that two steps forward, three steps back kind of thing. And so what if you could use that energy to change it? And so you could think of in a storm situation, you're given that energy of the eye of the storm where everything's quiet and everything's swirling around on the outside of that eye of the storm. And then there's the aftermath of the storm where it's all over and it's quiet. And it's like you can think again. So what is all that? How how is this all happening in your space? And yet it looks like it's on the outside of us. So we can be using weather on the inside and the outside of us. So we're going to go through a couple of different weather scenarios. We're going to see where they are in your space. Uh, Already your bodies are attuned to when it's raining, maybe a knee hurts (laughs) or an elbow. Uh, There's might be a little arthritis sort of happening. And so you know what, oh, there's a storm coming or something. We're already attuned to it in some way right now, even if we didn't do this meditation. But today we're going to let ourselves just sort of unwind the space and take the fear out of it so we can just look at the weather and see what it means to us personally. So, all right. Um, The other piece to this that might be a little more on the controversial end of things is that when a big energy like this sort of happens in and around you, you can match the energy. So if it's a big storm that's coming through your town, you could be matching that big energy of that storm and use it to something in your life. But you're matching the energy. And so what does that look like? Is that okay? (laughs) And actually, if you can match energy of a storm, go ahead. If you don't know how to do it, we can look at it in other ways. But if I use the word, we're going to match this energy, um, it's okay to do that. Because I know all of you out there can unmatch energy. So when someone's angry, you may not be angry. And so you're going to be over here in the non-angry space. So that would count as being a a place where you are unmatching energy. 
But then here comes the storm rolling through your town and you could be using that storm to finish a project and you can be that big boisterous energy and get all this stuff done. And that might just be within your own self. You don't even need to explain it to others (laughs) or any of that stuff. As uh, super sensitive psychics out there, there's a lot of us that end up uh, saying a lot of words, (laughs) telling too many stories uh, behind what we're really doing energetically. And it's probably too many words for what's actually happening. The energy is a lot more simple. So let's just take a deep breath and let's start to get back into that space behind our eyes where we can just look at the weather and we can be the weather if we want to or not. We can match it or not. What we're looking for here in today's show is to unmatch that those spaces where you are fearful of an energetic happening. Because we want to release any of that fear energy that has to do with you and the earth. So we're going to be bringing in earth energy in a few moments. And we know the earth is our friend. And certainly when we run energy, we get into meditation. We know the earth is right there, has seen it all. And has been through so many things. It knows what to do. There's so much wisdom going on. So why would we want fear in that space? And we wouldn't. So let's just take a deep breath. Notice that space behind our eyes. I'd like you to just climb in there. We want to be in our sixth chakra, center of the head. Usually the sixth or the seventh chakra seven chakras, top of the head. Um, It's where we can be a little more neutral, a little less emotional. And when we're dealing with fear, we kind of want to be up here in the sixth chakra, center of the head, or the top of the head when we're looking at energy. We just want to let the fear swirl around and release, go back to the center of the earth. We want to just let it move on without getting into the emotions of the fear. So let's just take another deep breath and notice that from the base of the spine to the center of the earth, we can be connected with our own and an energetic tether to the center of the earth. It might look like a big column of light. You might notice that the earth says hello back. Some of that earth energy starts to bubble up the soles of the feet, through the legs, into the hips, into that first chakra at the base of the spine. It's going to start to loop back to the center of the earth, and some of that earth energy is going to start to bubble up the spine. Now, as I've talked about weather, you might notice that first chakra at the base of the spine might be bigger than usual. You might notice it more. I'd like you to just notice that that first chakra is doing a big job today. It's letting you look at energy, letting you get all those hints of survival energy that happens in the first chakra. 
So if it feels better to have it sort of very open or if it feels better to have it a little bit closed, that's fine. We see the chakras as like a wheel or a sphere. So it might be bigger or smaller right now. I'd like you to notice you can adjust it to what makes you feel comfortable. And any energy that wants to release out of that first chakra, (laughs) just from hearing the word weather, I'd like you to just let that go back to the center of the earth. There you go. Just allow some of that earth energy to start to bubble up the spine. Second chakra, just below the navel. Third chakra, solar plexus. Fourth chakra at the heart. Fifth chakra at the throat. Some of that earth energy might flow over the shoulders, down the arms, and out the palms of the hands. Some of that earth energy might continue on through the center of the head, at the sixth chakra, and out the top of the head. And the other friend that we have out there in the universe is that we have our uh, great big golden sun that we're revolving around anyway. So I'd like you to just allow some of that solar light to form like a golden sun above your head. I'd like you to let some of that solar light start to flow through the top of the head, down the back channels of the spine, passing through all those chakras. It starts to bubble up the front of those chakras. Some of that solar light continues to pass through the arms, out the palms of the hands. Some of that solar light is going to continue down to the center of the earth. And some of that is going to pass through the legs and out the soles of the feet. So you're kind of getting earth energy going one way, solar light going another. And in between all that is all your energy. So out in front of you, I'd like you to imagine from that spot, from the center of the head, this space kind of like a, just a big open room out in front of you. Maybe it's a little bit circular. Maybe it's just a big room with windows looking out. Lots of floorboards, but it's only you in here. I'd like you to imagine a little spotlight that's going to shine a little light on our first energy we're going to look at. And this is the energy of rain or snow. might notice a little bunch of rain clouds raining down in that spotlight. Maybe there's snow sort of happening. Maybe you have both going on. 
like you to just notice how big or small that is in this space in the center of your head. And as you look at that, I'd like you to notice where else you feel it in your body. Are you noticing any places that are tightening up? Any places within you that might be a little bit nervous or a little anxious? Just by looking at a little imaginary rain cloud, (laughs) rain coming down, maybe some snow. Is there something that starts to happen that is not in present time? Because in present time, you're in this space in meditation and it's not raining on you right at the moment. Probably not. So I'd like you to just notice, do you feel it in your stomach? Do you feel it in the back of your head? Do you feel cold? Do you feel like you have more energy behind you or in front of you? Do you feel one side of you more hot or cold? Does something else happen when you think about the rain and snow and that little image out in front of you? So any of those aches and pains, any of those little pieces of anxiety floating around, if it's in your aura, you might notice that you can bring the aura closer to your body. If you don't want to do that, that's okay, because maybe you don't want that anxiety closer to you. (laughs) You could just release it wherever it is, however big your aura is, just release it down the grounding cord. Any areas of the body that are experiencing some turmoil, some fear-based anxiety, I'd like you to just release that down the grounding cord. And then I'd like you to fill up that image, that rain cloud or that snow, with an energy that would make it be something else to you in present time. So if you were going to use this rain or this snow As an energy in present time, how would it serve you? You might notice that there's all this other energy that's like, do this, do that. (laughs) So any of that, I'd like you to just release that down the grounding cord. There's kind of a peanut gallery that happens because a lot of earthlings actually do watch the weather and have lots of opinions. So it might be some of that. But you can just imagine that you might be using the rain as something different. You can use the rain and the snow as maybe a place where uh, you can receive um, different energies in a new way. You can be clearing off energies. It might have to do with manifesting. It might have to do with... um, Lots of friends coming together. It might have to do with other things that happen when it rains or snows. Maybe it's the feeling of uh, that you're having a cup of hot chocolate and that feels good. So I'd like you to reset that energy to something a little more positive than that cold, sort of damp feeling. (laughs) It could be feeling like Everything's comfortable. 
your needs are being met. Maybe more money's coming in. Friends are showing up. Somebody has hot cocoa ready to go. And you can just imagine a little image of that out in front of you. But even though it's raining, everyone has their needs met. That's just an example. You might have another idea. All right. So just take a deep breath. Notice that you've changed the energy a little bit. Wherever that is in your body, that's sort of still noticing this area of rain and snow. It might have to do with old worries, something not in present time. I'd like you to continue to release that. And I'd like you to place that little image behind your right ear. It's still in the center of your head. It's over in that right ear area. We just want to keep that picture around. The next energy that we're going to look at, so we're looking out from the six chakra center of the head. You're kind of in this blank room, just floorboards out in front of you. Maybe there's windows. I'd like you to imagine another spotlight. And this time it looks like wind. You might see leaves blowing off trees. You might notice that image of like that howling wind. Great. And as you just have that image of that windstorm out in front of you, it's not a tornado yet, and it's not like a typhoon. It's just the wind. There's no rain with it. It's just a wind all by itself. I'd like you to notice where you feel that in your body. Is it above your head? Is it on the left side of you? Is it out in front of you? Where does that wind show up? Is it kind of spotty in your space where some places are feeling that wind, that breeze, and others are not? Sometimes we can be using the wind for other purposes, like letting something blow away that we don't need in our life. We can let an energy pass us by, just be taken away on that breeze. Sometimes we can be using the wind to release attachments that don't need to be there. So how might you use this wind in present time? And I'd like you to release any other past life or past this life energy where the wind was pretty scary. Sometimes we might have had friends or family that keep repeating the same story about the wind and all this horrible stuff. Um, And so you might want to release that. Some of those old stories don't help you. 
in the middle of a present-time windstorm. The thing about wind is that it's bringing a lot of air to you. A lot of fresh air. So there's a lot of movement. And how would you use that? If there was no fear with that wind, how would you use it? Some people can use wind to do different kinds of healing. And that wind can flow all over the earth. Sometimes we can use the wind for different ideas that can influence or encourage folks to act in certain ways. Other folks can be using the wind to sort of let the old energy move out and bring in new energy that you can use in present time. And these energies are part of the earth. So if you notice this sort of wind idea out in front of you, what might the earth be saying to you? So just notice the space. Notice if there's any resistance within your body. You can release that down the grounding cord. Any old past stories around wind and all the destructive things it can do, I'd like you to just release it back to the center of the earth. I'd like you to think about how would you be a friend to the wind and the wind could be a friend to you. All right. So I'd like you to notice this energy of the wind, you might want to change that picture out in front of you to be a different type of image. What would that look like in present time? What would it feel like if you're using this wind energy or matching this wind energy? Would it feel like a conversation with a good friend? Would it feel fresh? Would it feel like a certain season? Notice that image out in front of you. And sometimes if we don't get a really clear image, it might just be a color. And I'd like you to just put a little snapshot around that wind energy. And I'd like you to move it to that place in the center of your head, but over by your right ear. 
great. So out in front of you, you have this energy that's in the center of your head. It's just this open room. You're going to turn on another spotlight. And this one might look like a mountain, but it's actually a volcano. So there's many of us that have a lot of past life information about volcanic eruptions, whether it was predicting them or being in the middle of one or trying to figure out what to do after one. So any of that past life stuff that might come up with any volcanic eruptions, we've all heard lots of stories growing up in our school years about volcanic eruptions that were very big in the world. And somehow that volcanic energy, while it's expounding all of this energy out into the atmosphere around Earth, we feel like it's separate from the Earth, but it's really part of the Earth. So I'd like you to think about a little volcano out in front of you. It might be emitting and erupting as you look at it might just have a slow lava flow coming out. Or maybe it's just bubbling, gurgling. Maybe there's smoke coming out of it. But I'd like you to just notice what that volcano is out in front of you. And I'd like you to notice where you feel it. Do you feel it in the front of you, in the back of you, side to side? Do you feel it in your solar plexus? In your heart? Do you feel it in your back somewhere? Do you feel like your legs just want to start running? (laughs) That can happen. But we're just looking at a picture and we're just looking at where the energy shows up that's a little bit chaotic around this energy of a volcano. Might come with a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of fear little bit of confusion. So I'd like you to notice any of that energy in the front of you, the back of you, above your head, below your feet, around your arms, around the lower back. There's something about speed here and slow motion at the same time. And that might be where some of that confusion comes from. Because a volcanic eruption can happen very fast. And yet, when we sort of look at it uh, in different news sites, it might seem very slow. So just notice that space where you might have some of that energy flowing fast and slow in your space. I'd like you to let any of that energy go back to the center of the earth. Release that energy of those volcanic eruptions out in front of you back to the center of the earth. I'd like you to notice any of the 
extra sort of energies from past lives or even this life that comes with that chaos or that anxiety or that manipulation of time, fast and slow. I'd like you to release that back to the center of the earth. I'd like you to notice that that volcanic eruption that you might be looking at right in front of you, you might have your own personal volcanic eruptions that are ready to go. (laughs) It just needs to be part of the right subject. Sometimes there's spaces where we want to erupt and we can't. I think that's part of that energy of slowing down or speeding up. And if you were going to use that volcanic eruption for a different purpose, what would it be? Sometimes we have a backlog of creative activity, but we don't quite know how to get it out of us. Other times we have this sort of bubbling up of ideas and no place to put them. And so again, it gets slowed down. So I'd like you to think about all those components of eruption, lava, things below the surface, things sputtering out of a volcano, the actual mountain itself that's changing and changing and suddenly it's a volcano. It seems like a big surprise, but it's been happening over years. And some of us have projects that last many, many, many years. And yet it's a big surprise. (laughs) So just think of any of those types of situations that you have within yourself. And the next time you hear about a volcanic eruption somewhere on the planet, what would be the energy that you're tapping into? Is it the creative aspects? Is it the release of energy? Is it something else? might notice that there's a different energy that you have when you look at that volcano out in front of you. It might look like a different color. It might have a different feeling. like you to take another little snapshot of that volcano out in front of you. It might be dormant, it might be erupting, but whatever that picture is for you, I like to you to just put it in the center of your head at the back over by your right ear. You're going to keep it for later. And the next energy we're going to look at, I'd like you to imagine this energy of um 
it's like a couple of different versions of the same energy, um, but it's from the center of your head. We're looking out into that room out in front of you. I'd like you to turn on another spotlight. And I'd like you to think about the energy of a hurricane or a tornado or a typhoon or a cyclone. There's a lot of wind. There's a lot of swirling energies. It might be raining. It might be dry. But there's a lot of sort of geometric things happening with the spiral. So I'd like you to just imagine that energy out in front of you. Depending where you are on the earth, these things happen in certain ways. and They're called different things. So I'd like you to just imagine this swirling energetic force. It might be on dry land. It might be coming in from the coast. And as this energy swirls about, where do you feel it in your body? Do you feel like the thoughts in your head are starting to swirl? Do you feel it in your ears? Do you feel it around your shoulders? Along your back? Do you feel it in your knees? Do you feel it in your arms? Are you holding on to something now (laughs) very tightly? I'd like you to release any of that energy that you might have picked up along the way from other people's stories where they've been in one of these situations if not you, any other past lives that you might have around a cyclone or a hurricane or a typhoon or a tornado. I'd like you to just start to release that back to the center of the earth. I'd like you to also think about that first chakra. That first chakra has a lot to do with survival And if any of that energy is hanging out there, I'd like you to release that back to the center of the earth. And if there's any other energy having to do with responsibility, I'd like you to release that from the seventh chakra, top of the head. So for some reason, these bigger storms carry a lot of responsibility. So if you were going to use this energy in a different way, what would it look like? This energy is similar to putting things in a blender and having things sort of stop moving around and then there's this aftermath. So how would you use this energy personally in a different way? Would you be using this energy to change your mind about something, find a new way of thinking? Maybe learn something different that you never thought you would. 
maybe there's parts and pieces of you that if you put them together in a different way, you would come up with a new skill that you could be using this lifetime. You might look at this energy and use it to not be stuck in an area. We all have those little places that we're a little bit reluctant to change, and maybe we use this energy for that. So I'd like you to just decide what you might use this energy for. And I'd like you to alter that image out in front of you. So if there was a way that this energy would look like your type of energy, what would it look like? Would it have a different color? Would it circulate in a certain way? And I'd like you to take another little picture of that. I'd like you to move it to the back of your head, back of the center of your head, over by that right ear. We're going to look at another energy. But before we do that, I'd like you to just release any other energy that might be coming up. Sometimes that fear starts to lurk. And it's just waiting to be expressed. And I'd like you to just release it. We don't really need to know where energetically it's from, what part of the weather system it's coming from. You can just release it down the grounding cord back to the center of the earth. It could be, you know, storms from five years ago. They're still freaking you out. (laughs) You could just release that. We want to be in present time. All right. So I'd like you to think about being back in the center of your head if you're not already there. Just imagine that room that you're in. It's just a blank room. There's not even a chair. You just see these big floorboards, maybe some windows out front. I'd like you to turn on another spotlight We're going to think about that energy of earthquakes. Like I said before, I'm in earthquake country, and there are certain images that I have about earthquakes. So I'll use those. For some of you who have never experienced one, you're not missing out. Uh, But you might have heard about one, or you might have heard stories about them. And you might have a picture of what that looks like. And that picture might even just look very simply like a crack in the sidewalk. It doesn't have to be very big and dramatic. Not all earthquakes are. But there is definitely an energy of a little bit of that shaking energy you would feel if a big truck rolled by. And sometimes that energy can kind of feel kind of fun. And other times it can feel very different and disorienting. And other times your body just reacts. And it's doing something else. 
So with this earthquake energy, I would like you to look at any place in your body where there's a piece of energy that's unconscious, an energy of disconnection, disorientation. Any of that fear energy, and that fear energy for earthquakes might look differently than the other weather systems we looked at. You might notice any of the pressures in any part of your body. You might notice things like on your forehead, along your back, back of the legs, your ankles or your elbows might feel it. Just sort of notice any place in the body that sort of lights up when you think about this earthquake space. Some folks go right back to some type of prehistoric era. There might be other past lives that you're noticing. And I'd like you to just release that back to the center of the earth. And so when you think about this energy of earthquakes, what energy would it be to you that when you notice this space and you tap into this energy, does it look like something like a, a crack in the sidewalk could mean something like secrets being revealed or secret knowledge being revealed? or a release of information that's really important? Could it be something where this earthquake energy opens up this energy of finding hidden treasure? Does this energy open up something within you in present time that has to do with like a schoolyard and playing games on a schoolyard. It might look really, really different. Different than how you would use it for other like weather systems. It might look very different to you. Could this earthquake energy be an energy that reminds you to have fun in a different way? So just notice that space, notice that color, notice how that picture changes. It may not be a crack in the sidewalk anymore. It might have a flower coming out of it. It might look just completely different. It might have a different color. And let's just do one last sweep of any energy you'd like to release back to the center of the earth. Any old stories, any old aches and pains. 
And I'd like you to move that earthquake picture to the back of the center of your head over by that right ear. Great. Okay. The next piece we're going to look at might be a little bit lighter, I hope, for some of you. You might imagine out in front of you in that room in the center of your head, another spotlight that turns on, and this is the energy of eclipses. And it might come with meteor showers. So sometimes the earth is doing something, there's weather happening, and yet over eons, people have been creating predictions using astrology, whichever astrology they want to around the world. And there's a lot of energy that has to do with eclipses, meteor showers. And so there's something about that that is contributing to some of the weather things that we see as humans on the planet. And I'd like you to look at that energy out in front of you. Maybe it looks like like a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse out in front of you. Those images you've seen, meteor showers might look like the stars and these fun little things like flying around. It might look like more of a astrology map. It might look like a maritime instrument that's predicting these eclipses or meteor showers. I like you to just ground that to the center of the earth. I like you to notice where any energy about eclipses or meteor showers or any of that predicting energy about the weather. Maybe there's a book out in front of you that looks like an almanac. I like you to ground that space to the center of the earth. And I like you to release any energy you might have that's circulating your space. It's making you feel responsible for getting all of these dates right. For getting the weather predicted correctly. Any of that responsibility, I'd like you to release that back to the center of the earth. I'd like you to let that space of eclipses, meteor showers, a space where you could be using this energy in a completely different way just for you. Maybe when somebody talks about a meteor shower, it could be filling your space with all new ideas, some of them that you'll use. You don't even have to use all of them. Other times with eclipses, You might get inspiration. That's like once-in-a-lifetime type of inspiration. Maybe this is where you have breakthroughs that you've been longing for this lifetime. Or maybe this eclipse energy has to do with miraculous healing. So I'd like you to look at that image out in front of you 
I like you to reconstruct that image to be something that serves you. Where these energies of eclipses and meteor showers and weather predictions and any of the astrology really serves you as a spirit this lifetime. I'd like you to just release any more of that responsibility, all those other stories about somebody else getting a prediction wrong. Just release it out of your space. Sometimes those predictions were from lifetimes ago. So just take a deep breath. Release that down the grounding cord. I'd like you to notice what happens to that first chakra where you're not being placed in a survival mode over a prediction of the weather. I'd like you to notice where those eclipses and meteor showers and that imagery out in front of you can be a lot softer and supportive. You might notice this as a color. It might look like a different type of instrument. And just let that energy get a little more simplified. And I'd like you to take a snapshot of that and move it to the back of the center of your head by that right ear. Great. And before we leave this space, I'd like you to just release any last minute fears, confusion, unconsciousness back to the center of the planet. Because one of the things I notice with the weather is that you're not alone, ever. The earth is right there. And yet somehow in the transmission of information of what's going to happen, it gets a little bit overwhelming to those super sensitive psychic types out there. So I'd like you to just take a deep breath. Notice that space behind your eyes. If you'd like to for the rest of the day, you can kind of float up and be in the top of your head for the rest of the day just to change it up. And we'll be back with more on Inflow Radio. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com. 
the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business. 